Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 217 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And I am joined by Ken and Zoe. Fellas, welcome back. 2022, what's up? What'd he do? What's up, Corey? What's Happy going on? Year, Tiger Nation. What's going on, the I Love family? What's going on, Ken? What's going on, Corey? Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year, Tiger family. What's happening, brother? Haven't talked to you guys since last year. What's been up? How y'all doing, man? How's the New Year treating (laughs) you so far? (laughs) So far, so good, man. Just uh, trying to stay safe. You know what I mean? Again. The theme again. (laughs) Yeah, just been chilling, man. Relaxing, you know, enjoying the holiday season. And, you know, now it's back to business. Absolutely. Man, so, so far, what up? so good. So far, so good, Corey C. Man, I mean, uh, got a lot to be happy for, man. Got a good cause to celebrate, man. I'm gonna kick the VR right, man. Only way VR love can. Absolutely, man. The only way we know how to do it, you know, fellas. Obviously, we always excited for a new year, new goals, new resolutions, new things to look forward to. But we also always have to reflect back on the year that was and you know specifically for this podcast it's been about football 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 recently just an exciting season that did not end how we wanted it to the elephant in the room of course the celebration bowl loss and hey first of all we have to uh, give it up give credit give kudos to that South Carolina State team they beat us that day they were the better team that day can't take anything away from them uh, obviously, we could have played better. We should have played better. We are a better team than what we showed. But on that day, that's like that's why they say any given Saturday, any given Sunday, that team was better, well coached, very well prepared. And we knew it with Coach Buddy Pugh. He's a legend in the game. And he had his troops ready. They beat us. So congratulations to South Carolina State. Yeah, I say congratulations to South Carolina State, man. Uh, good game. We just uh, came up on the, on the wrong – Wrong side of the stick, uh, wrong side of the corn that, that particular day, man. And uh, like I said, we just didn't put our best foot forward. Uh, they had it uh, on their mind to, you know, get the respect. And 
like you said, they were just a better team that day. Uh, but even with that, man, it doesn't uh, put a damper on anything with regards to what our goals were at the beginning of the season and what we wanted to accomplish. Uh, this was an outstanding season for Jackson State University, one for the ages and one for the record books. And I couldn't be any more prouder of my team, my school, and the alumni base. Uh, standing year, uh, we're ahead of schedule, and we have something to build on to even roll into it. And we still, um, with the conclusion of that game, we're still riding a nine-game flat current winning streak, and we can segue that into next season. So on one and up. I wanted the Celebration Bowl win just like all of us did, and um, I think we all kind of realized – uh, you know, probably midway into the game that something wasn't right, you know, and, and, and like you said, South Carolina State capitalized. They took they took advantage of uh, their opportunities that was given to them, and they were better than us than that day. No uh, no excuses is my, is my statement that day, and I stand on that. They were the better team, but uh, the, bet, the, the best team didn't win that day. Uh, so, uh, no, you know, no disrespect to anyone, but we're we giving kudos to them, and and we moving on. Uh, I think it was if there was a silver lining, you know, my my mentality was we went to Atlanta champions, we left champions, and Zoe touched on a, a quite a bit um, the most season, the most uh, wins in a, in, a, in school history uh, to be SWAC champions, and uh, I, I I feel like we left some meat on the bone. That's the that's the that's the thing that I took away from it, mm-hmm. and now we can go into twenty twenty two with a you know, kind of a incomplete feeling and it gives you some motivation to come back even stronger. So we can go into 22 ready to eat. Cause you said we left some meat on the ball. So yeah, man. <laughs> the boys yeah, there you go. They're ready to there eat. There you go. Right ready there. To eat. So, you know, of course, as we stated, it didn't end like we wanted it to, mm-hmm. uh, despite making it to the celebration bowl, but despite the loss in the celebration bowl, this still calls for a celebration. Why? Because, if you just look at where this program was just 18 months ago, mm. and if you fast forward to where we are now, most wins in school history, first 11 win season. Uh, if you look at first SWAC championship since 2007, again, mm. guys, this calls for a celebration. If I told you that two years ago that we'd be playing for Black College National Championship in December 2021, you probably wouldn't have believed it. Well, Corey, I think a lot of us wouldn't, but let me tell you, the Isla family, we do have a reason to celebrate because as it stands today, we are your 2021 Black College National Champion. And let me explain how that is. In the past, from the first year they ever enlisted it out, it was always the Black media members who would actually vote and crown the Black College National Champion. We had two publications, from Press Box to Pressure Off and BCSN, to both vote Jackson State Black College National Champion for this year being that we only have one FCS loss all season, which coincidentally happened in the postseason, and we won our conference. So, Zoe, when you for our listeners who will challenge that, hmm. and they're going to say, okay, there they go again with the blue, with the blue and white glasses on there. They <laughs> lost the game, and here they are <laughs> proclaiming the Black hmm. College National Championship. So you said, explain that again. You said the media has traditionally voted on it. So what about the game, the celebration bowl? Is that not well, the Black College National Championship? <clears throat> no, it isn't. Uh, they were dubbed, if you watch the game, they'll dub it as a de facto Black College National Champion. But as you know, we have several D2s that can actually win the Black College National Championship. And, uh, and they, neither one of them participate in 
the uh, Celebration Bowl. However, that's just a game between the MIAC and the SWAC. Uh, Tuskegee actually leads all HBCUs with the most black college national championships, and they're D2 and they always have been. All right. So the way the Black College National Champion is crowned is always through black media members. The Pittsburgh Courier actually started, but that's now a defunct uh, newspaper who is not, not around right now. So you have these different publications, and they're proud of all pretty much like the AP does for the you know major schools. You have the coaches poll and you have the AP poll. The AP, before they came up to playoff and everything, you know who would have what. You would have two champions. The AP will crown a champion, and the coaches will crown a champion. Mm-hmm. The same thing is still in, the same thing is still in play with uh, HBCU football. So you have uh, from press box to press row. You have the BCSN. You have inside the HBCU sports lab who actually uh, votes on one. Um, and believe it or not, guys, the Clarion Ledger at one time in years past used to vote on one as well. Not now, you guys know that. So, yeah, this is not Jackson State laying claim to something that we feel that we deserve. No, we were actually voted on and chosen and awarded the actual championship. So, this is going on with the way things were in the past, still going on today. And we can lay claim to it because we were voted upon and, and awarded. I know you mentioned a lot of them. What about Box Toro? Well, that's who I mentioned earlier, the one that actually chose it. And Box to Row is actually short for Press Box to Press Row, uh, which oh, is a black okay. publication. And mm-hmm. they actually uh, chose us and awarded us as a Black College National Champion for this year as well. Hey, Corey, we got a, a reason to celebrate, man. We got a we got Zoe DeLorean, the historian. That's, that's on <laughs> I told show, you, man. That's... I told you he's Zoe historian. <laughs> I don't know what this Zoe, Zoe, hey, Zoe DeLorean is. A long time ago. Zoe, Zoe historian. Said, You're going to learn, man. I got to. <laughs> I got a whole lot of useless knowledge for no reason. <laughs> hey, so listen, I don't know what he's talking about. It's very useful. No, it's definitely useful. useful. He definitely that, that was that was his way of saying it, man. I, I got a whole lot of just useless. You gotta say it, you gotta say it right here. I'm a hoarder of use, I'm a hoarder of useless information. <laughs> hey, man. We appreciate that, Zoe. You heard it here first, man. Zoe. <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> so has crowd Jackson stayed the black college football national champions based on how it's been done historically. But no, we, we take all that in consideration and we do respect that. And uh, But we respect South Carolina State as well on, on their win. That's not to take anything away from them. Two things can be true at one time. Both both things are true. They won the game. But as those stated, uh, you know, the way things have been done traditionally, especially uh, prior to the celebration bowl, uh, coming to ex- existence, uh, so Jackson State does. Uh, Jackson State is able to uh, stay claim to that uh, championship. So, uh, but we'll leave it at that. There's been a lot of debate, a lot of controversy. We're not gonna dwell on that. We're not gonna mm-hmm. cry over spilled milk. There's just a lot to celebrate. If you look at this team again, one of the best teams that we've had uh, on Lynch Street. And if you look at some of the players on that team as well, I mean, as far as 22. This team that's coming back, we're going to be doing a lot of previews, but that's something that I'm already looking forward to, and that's definitely that definitely calls for celebration. The team that's going to be returning, guy. Man, we got a lot of um, this this past season. Man, we played a lot of underclassmen um, that made an impact on the game. I'm excited. I'm extremely excited about that. That freshman class, I think, is going to go down in the history as one of the greatest freshman class that we've ever seen at at Jackson State. But we also had some upperclassmen, and due to the COVID rules, uh, we had a lot of uh, athletes that had options to either enter the NFL draft or return for uh, their last year of eligibility. And I, I'm excited uh, for some of the uh, names that we 
um, have been privy to to see. I'm also sad to see some of them go. Uh, one in particular, uh, Keontae, uh, I, I, you know, but I'm 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 excited for his future and what he got ahead of him. But uh, I'm excited, man, to see Aubrey Aubrey Miller come back. I mean, he led the led the uh, SWAT conference in 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 in, uh, in tackles. I mean, and and I think when you have such a um, amazing linebacker room and he he being the anchor of that linebacker room that's going to be able to come in and provide some leadership for those two young studs that's coming up behind him. And you see the coaches doing a phenomenal job of recruiting to add more depth, um, Aubrey. And then we just recently found out that, you know, um, Mr. Haney, Haney, Randall Haney is going to be returning. Uh, We have, we had a, I think we arguably got, you know, the best DB uh, room in the, in the conference, maybe even FCS. Some were willing to say maybe not, but you know, that's without our blue glasses on. We we really feel that way, and 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 we can um we can back it up with facts. But to to have Nugget uh, still uh, with us at DB and to bring Haney back, who's a, a fifth year senior uh, with with another year of eligibility, and he played some really good ball for us this year. Uh, losing Al Young to the NFL uh, draft and um, having um, some really good. Um, Recruits coming in to fill in that role, still having Kevrick Wiggins, who was an underclassman that played a lot of good minutes. But freshman. having Haney, having Haney, I mean, freshmen, they do their thing. But when you have those upperclassmen, those grown men that can uh, provide some some um, some real leadership in each particular uh, position room, that's exciting. And, and I'm pretty sure we, we may learn of a few more that may uh, or a couple more that, that may um, return. But I'm excited, man. I mean, we got a heck of a roster that um that's going to be returning we lose a lot but we gain in a whole lot we had a phenomenal phenomenal early signing day and i'm just excited to see the way the coaches are gonna mix those newcomers in with the the, the returnees so all good stuff at 1400 man uh i to touch on that and add on to that can um this is going to sound sacrilegious but we potentially will have a better defense than what we had last year as crazy as that may sound, mm-hmm. uh, I really think we've—I think we've actually gotten better on the back end, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of mainstays with what regard what we're doing on the front end of that defense. I mean, you—you you, you mentioned players, but you know, we didn't even mention Keelan Kennedy. I believe we got better when it comes to the coverage game with the uh, youth we're at that the youth we've added on the back end of the defense. We have more cover guys, I believe. Uh, and we have a lot more move, movable pieces within the linebacking core that can hover around between outside linebacker and safety to go with the cover guys that we brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as we can't downplay, this is the first offseason that we're having this year that will be very beneficial to this to this team. You know, I even mentioned before about, you know, the possible growth. I expect a huge uh, plateau um stepping up uh, with his skill set with regards to now getting, you know, this offseason is going to be huge for him uh, to touch right. on what you mentioned about Aubrey Miller. I think Aubrey Miller, man, the guy's a workout warrior, but again, I think he's going to benefit from having a real offseason. Plus, you know, uh, coaching and, and assisting those young bulls he got with him. Mm. You know, when you talk about, um, you know, Baron Hobson and Jeremiah Brown mm. and, and plus as well as the other guys that we're bringing in. Uh, this defense uh, has a lot of room for growth as good as we were. They could be so much better. Uh, but then also uh, on the offensive side, you know, you got to figure that Shadur is going to take a step up with, with his play with a year under his belt. 
you know, with the continuity of the staff, uh, with the things that we're doing. Still, and I, I, I've said this before the season, I'll say it now, even more so going to this next season. Jackson State on Lynch Street has a top five wide receiver room. And I'm not talking about FCS. I'm talking about all the college football. Facts. So, you know, you, you, you figure with the growth of Shadur with a year to his belt, continuity with the whole entire office of receivers coming back. And then with the upgrades that, we, that we've added, you know, um, everybody knows we, we have some pieces coming on the O-line, get that shored up. And again, continuity. We're not losing anyone on staff. That's, that's, that's major. That's important. And again, having that offseason. Also, don't minimize the fact of having that loss in the celebration bowl because now we have mm-hmm. a bad taste in our mouth to be hungry to have something to strive for going into the next season, man. So I'm looking, we have a lot to be excited for. I'm looking forward to it. A lot to be excited for. And as I keep stating, <laughs> this calls for a celebration. A lot yes, of things to celebrate. And you're talking about yes, the wide receiver room. Look, we have eight months before the season to talk about this, but let me just put it out there now. And we're not going to go into detail because I know this is going to get y'all real excited. <laughs> Quay Davis. I'll just say those two names and I'll leave it at that. Nope, 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 nope. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Pause. We'll, Special. We'll, we'll come back. We'll come back, Zoe. Nope. I, I didn't mean to get you started. Yeah, I, I think the uh, the the. Hey, man, when we get when we get to previewing the different uh, positions on the team, that's gonna be a fun show. I mean, we had fun with it last year, let man. Me, but, oh let me goodness. tell you the thing, though, kid. When you yeah. talk about a, a, this preview. And uh, Zoe is already, you know, talking about this could be this defense could be even better. He's basing that on what he's seeing right now in January. You got to keep in mind how this staff operates when it comes to finding players and bringing them in at the eleventh hour. Remember, James Houston didn't visit Jackson That's until July seventh. Right. <laughs> he was on campus three weeks later. I think Malachi Wyman registered like the week that they were getting ready to start. Uh, pra- fall practice. <laughs> so, right. so they to through games too. Exactly. So, if we're ex- this excited now, and there's about 25 roster spots <laughs> left to fill, you just get a, including a signing day. We have signing a national day. signing day coming up. So and let's not get a signing. We're, we're taking, we taking PTO that day, baby. We it's gonna get, be fun. Let's not get <laughs> ahead of ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, y'all. But, you know, but like is, you said, we got, just, we got we got we got we got a lot of rooms and, and a lot a lot of reasons to celebrate, man. It's, it's just just one of many. And of course, uh, I'm definitely glad you shouted out uh, Aubrey and Randall Haney for returning. Both to me were surprises, man. It, that COVID uh, season threw everything off as far as eligibility. A lot of fans yeah. didn't know who had more eligibility. I, for one, was looking at that roster, and I knew that some of the, a lot of these guys technically had another year of quote-unquote eligibility. I didn't know who would, you know, take in and who wouldn't. But, man, what a pleasant surprise. So uh, shout-out to Aubrey and Haney uh, for, you know, taking on that, uh, for, for returning. They both said let's run it back. So they'll be part of this 2022 team. Looking forward to that. And also, you know, with that, we have some guys, as you mentioned, Ken, who will be moving on. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you, you said it's, I think you said it's bittersweet. You know, we hate to see them go, but we're happy for them, A, because they're graduating, totally. they're going on to, you know, bigger and better things. But yes, for several of these guys, they're going to have a shot at the NFL. Specifically, we know this because they have been invited to postseason bowls, and we haven't heard that around Jackson State in years. So kudos to these guys. I'm going to uh, name some of these bowls and uh, name some of the players who are, who are going to be playing who have been invited. First, we have the NFL PA Senior Bowl. Mr. Mm-hmm. C.J. Holmes, man, so happy for him. Absolutely. As well as James Houston. We have the 
Hula Bowl, Keith Corbin. We have the HBCU Legacy Bowl, man. Keontae Hampton, Josh Lanier, Al Young, Keith Corbin, Antoine Owens, Mar and Amari Ketchins. Shout out to Amari oh, Ketchins, oh, man. Okay. Man, so happy for okay. him. We have the East West Shrine Bowl, man. Big deal, huge deal. Mr. James Houston, the problem will mm -hmm. be there representing for Jackson State. So this calls for a celebration, guys. Man, that's the uh, Corey. We hadn't seen anything like this. I can't say how long it's been. Uh, I mean, was it Sylvester the Cat Morris at the senior yeah, bowl? It might have been, it might have I mean, been that long, man. I remember we was talking uh, just recently over the past seven, eight years, man, how we just, you know, we, we've always wanted players that, you know, we felt like were just um, able to get to that next level. I mean, and, and you hope that those, you, you know, shout out to Dan Williams. I know Dan went on to play some uh, some ball at the next level, um, and he, you know, kind of bounced around a little bit, but he, he, you know, he championed in his opportunities, and we celebrated that, right? But to have this many players that are going to be – Jackson State is going to be – because when we're talking about branding and marketing and really talking about um, shining a light on HBCUs and more specifically Jackson State, we got a lot of players, man, that played some really good ball for us that we hope to – make some leeway in some of these bowls because the ultimate goal, man, is that when it comes to this, this, this NFL draft, it's a three day event. We hope that we hope to see, um, we know at the end of it, you know, you can get a free agent contract, but we really and truly hope to see at least three players from Jackson State's roster this season to get their name called in between rounds one to seven. We'll take, you know, one or two, but, from what we're seeing that's in and into the draft, we, we feel like we legitimately could get three players um, drafted. So, man, I'm excited. I mean, it, this is wonderful. It's, it's, it's exciting for them. I'm, I'm, I'm proud and happy for them. And that NFLPA uh, Senior Bowl is going to be played in Los Angeles. You know, it might be somebody, it might be a 1400 club uh, uh, sighting somewhere, you know, with some Jackson, Jackson State gear on there to go root on them fellas. Mm -hmm. And I, I've even uh, thought about considering sliding over to see uh, James play in the East-West Shrine Bowl, which is over in Vegas, not too far away. So uh, I'm happy for these guys, man. I'm excited. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to see some good ball uh, and see them go represent for us. And, and let me just add, the last player that actually got any postseason consideration was actually J. Mark Johnson at 07. Okay. Um, and of course, then I think J. Mar was actually drafted in the seventh round by the Vikings, if I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But uh, but to add to Ken's point, you know, the thing is not so much the fact that we've had you know a player get selected; it's the sheer number. We're talking roughly about eight guys. You know, that's uh, they're going to different different postseason bowls, but that's significant. And again, this is in the fall intents and purposes. This is year one. You know, uh, in the first fall season. And we have a residual effect of, again, show me a good team that was a championship. I'm going to show you some talent as to why you're getting there. And mm -hmm. lo and behold, we got, we got eight guys going to post in the game with a shot at, at playing professionally. So, you know, there, that's a residual effect of winning. So now we have eight now. Now you want to build on that, you know, like Ken stated. You know, you hope to get two to three drafted. And, 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 and to add to that, you know, if we do get some free agent guys, hey, man, if they stick to make a roster – if they stick and make a roster, and, and they and they actually make a roster and play, that adds to it even more. So then you now you, you follow it up, have another winning season, then you start to get more more guys drafted. Now now that thing is starting to turn on this street. Now the scouts are going to stay there, you know. And now it's like okay, hey, we got a pipeline, a nice thick pipeline going down there, Jackson, Mississippi, man. 
So that's what we're, we're heading in the right direction. Again, we're a year ahead, we're a year ahead of schedule. And so you talked about this being quote unquote year one and us having eight guys. Well, I do want to shout out CJ Hamp and Amari Kitchens because of the eight, three of those guys are players who have been here. These aren't just the coach, <laughs> the guys who Coach Prime just brought in. Boy, you so took the title out of my head. It's you literally took year the one, but some of our old guys getting it done, man. Yes, hey, man, <laughs> Corey literally took the thought out of my head. I was literally trying, you know, I was going to say that. Great point. I, I One thing I did think about was uh, Warren Newman, you know. Um, you know, hopefully he'll get some, you know, some 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 calls and he'll get a chance to show what he can do, man. That's another uh, special player that's, that's been a, a homegrown talent, a fan favorite, and he's been electric. Hopefully he'll get some of that Tariq Cohen type love or some of that, uh, uh, you know, that cheetah. Uh, uh, type love when it comes to signing day. And, and, and like I said, not signing day, but when it comes to the NFL draft. But like you said, even if you don't make the NFL draft, you always got the offseason. But this is one point that I did want to make about that. We do not know what COVID, COVID's changed a lot. You know, Corey made a point, and I was one of the ones that was like, man, who, uh, who yeah. who's available, man? <laughs> like, what, <laughs> like, who, who, like, who's coming back? Who's staying? <laughs> and I kept because, telling you, man, it's going to be some surprises. <laughs> Well, the reason why I'm asking that, because look at, you know, we just had in the NFL season, we had a team that played a game with 23 players on COVID list. So we don't know what the NFL is going to do as a result of COVID. There may be extra roster spots. There may be, uh, we saw players that were starting that never played a down. Mm -hmm. So not only is it an exciting time, you know, for for these guys entering the league, I just think their chances due to the climate have increased even more so to not only get on a roster, but actually get on the field and play and play valuable minutes. But Corey, great point. Cause we know people say, Oh man, you know, uh, all, all coach prime did was bring in a bunch of transfers. They played one year and then they go into the league and y'all trying to, and they were going to the league anyway. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I re- I'm really happy to see, you know, some of that homegrown uh, talent that's been through the trenches, been through the rough years. And, and we, we really and truly hope uh, that they get to uh, get to that next level. But once a Tiger, always a Tiger, whether you're in a uniform yes, for one year or five years. Mm-hmm. Sure thing. Sure thing. So I uh, definitely wish all those guys the best, all the seniors, and I say seniors with asterisks, the seniors who won't be returning <laughs> next season, <laughs> the players who are leaving, how about that? We wish you all the best, whether that's football, whether that's life, uh, whatever the case may be. Again, once a Tiger, always a Tiger, and we appreciate what you have meant to the university uh, to the athletics program, uh, to, mm-hmm. to the city of Jackson. So, you know, this is something that we are going to have to get used to just seeing these players, you know, just to see a player from Jackson State say, I am declaring for the NFL draft. It took me a while to kind of <laughs> get used to that. You know, just seeing that phrase, like, wait a minute, what do you mean? You, you're, you're choosing to leave when you can come back to enter the NFL mm-hmm. draft. <laughs> it's just something that mm-hmm. we don't see. Now, again, a lot of it had to do with COVID because those guys were technically – your seniors in the classroom, but they had a they were granted another year of eligibility. But I think even going forward, we're going to have players who will have the option to leave early. And this is what these big time Power Five schools have every year. Not to compare us to Alabama, but that's an Alabama thing where players are leaving, and you're looking at that great comparison, like, Man. though. Yeah, I mean, on, on, on our state. level, yeah. on our level, yeah, we we we, yeah. we definitely want to get to that level. But uh, one thing about a program like Alabama, and when it, when especially when we talk about getting to that level, when you lose those players, being able to reload instead of rebuilding and just are replenishing that roster, I think 
that's something that we're doing as well. Mm-hmm. Zoe already said we're going to have a better defense. But if you look at this recruiting class, with the, and we're just talking about December because obviously the February signing day is coming up. But, guys, this calls for a celebration yet again. Oh, yeah. Jackson oh, State yeah. University oh, yeah. signed the number one overall <laughs> high school football player in the country, a five-star recruit. Has that sunk in yet? Hold on, Corey, Corey. I got to stop you right there. Because because this is so huge, we got to give it the right flowers. So I got to make sure I correct you, my guy. Jackson State just signed the highest rated recruit that's ever been documented. That's correct. Let me, let me, let me go ahead and say the right. We've just signed the highest rated recruit that's ever been documented since, they, since they've implemented the five-star system. That's what we signed. So break that down. So break that down, Zoe. So before they had the five-star system, you had blue chippers, right? So Mm -hmm. they started this whole five-star system back in 2006. So the players are rated. So typically, when it comes to five-stars, you typically at the most may get about 32 five-star players, and it's four-star and so on and so on. And basically, when they say you're rated as a five-star, you're pretty much rated a first-round draft pick. That's why it's barely – you don't have a high number of those. Those are the elite of the elite. But they're rated. So pretty much a five-star pretty much is rated like 95 or better. This is going back from year to year to year to year. Travis Hunter, who Jackson State signed, is the highest rated recruit ever documented. His rating is point nine 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 nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's never been a he's a generational talent. That's exactly how he's being described as a generational talent. And look, Ken is in L.A. I live here in Atlanta. So I was a Travis Hunter fan before Jack Faden became on the radar. So just for comparison's sake, he plays both sides of the ball. He's pretty much going to play cornerback, and he'll probably play some wide receiver. Let me just give you guys a, a sample size of what he did last year. Uh, not to be exact, but he caught 137 balls his junior season alone. 137 passes. For about 1,700 yards and 20 something touchdowns. The guy has 51 receiving touchdowns in his high school career mm-hmm. on the 7A uh, ball in the highest classification in Georgia. Yes, he's, he's LeBron James in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Corey, it, it's, it, you know, I don't think it's really set in just yet for all of us. I think, um, you know, for, you know, that that day, I think the thing that really got me was seeing kind of like the ESPN and the Bleacher Report alerts come across our phone mm-hmm. and to see Jackson State University in that kind of a light signs the number one recruit. I mean, it sent chills down my spine. You know what I mean? It, it was it was an emotional day uh, because when we watched him, you know, take the, you know, the hats and toss them and, and he opened that bag up or zip, you know, open that zip up and he saw that I believe. It just kind of – hey, we talked about this. We talked about it. But I think even when we talked about it, we didn't think it would happen this fast. Uh, I love the show when you went back and re- and, and, and gave a shout-out to, to Coach O because Coach O called it. He said, man, we're going to sign a five-star, man, in this next class. And I even expect a five-star to come in the 22 class. And I'm not trying to put pressure on the staff or anybody, but I really do think we're going to do something special in this class that's going to shock a lot of people. Now we didn't, you know, be you know, Coach Prime will go get the number one five star. <laughs> you know, he ain't gonna just go like he said, he gonna dominate. He's dominated recruiting, 
Uh, he's dominated on the field, and he's trying to amp it to that next level. And that's how you do it with a Travis Hunter. For me, the biggest thing with Travis Hunter is to really the residual that's going to come with that. I think what's going to really make it set in for, for us is when we see that Hunter on the back of that jersey, um, when we see him in the Jackson State uniform. Because can you imagine the first game in Miami against that school that we beat that's been a, you know, that's been a pest all season? Land Which year, this, this past year or the, or the previous this, two times we played them? We, oh, <laughs> you know, the, the, you know, the rattlers, you know what I'm saying? The, we beat them before, uh, before then, too. But let me say this about that. You know, they have a really good, you know, branding and marketing team. They've done a good job recruiting, had a chance to talk to Coach Simmons while in, uh, in Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl. Uh, they're doing some good work. So all the hype that you can possibly think of, all of it, is man to see Travis Hunter in a Jackson State uniform that day when he played high school, right? Hey, it's on ESPN. They had the Under Armour All American game. All eyes is on Travis Hunter. Everything he's doing, the kid is 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 polarizing. I mean, he's uh he has that gravitational pull, man. You wanna you wanna watch him. And like Zoe said, Zoe educated me a lot about him because Zoe worked right around the corner from the school he played at. You follow what I'm saying? And and he's been telling me about this Travis Hunter. And when I got, when I was getting a, you know, I, I kind of took the, I'll believe it when I see it approach and shout out to Greg. Greg texted me the day before signing day, early signing day. He said, Hey man, you ready for us to sign Travis Hunter? I said, well, I'm going to celebrate if we do. And here we are talking about a reason to celebrate the 2021 year, uh, season. And we culminated that with landing the biggest recruit in the history of uh, recruiting. And I think, um, I think we're going to see some residual for that, and hopefully we win the signing day, the next signing day, and we get a couple of more five-stars to to follow uh, Travis over to Jackson State, man. So uh, still haven't really sunk in because I think when we actually see him get in that uniform, Corey, we're going we're gonna to have that. We're going to get goosebumps, man. Let me tell you, we, we broke Twitter. We broke social media on signing day. But let me tell you something to put it in context. <laughs> yeah. As I speak to you guys right now, there's only three schools in this country that got more five stars in Jackson State right now. It's Texas A&M, Alabama, and Ohio State. That's oh. it. That's Kansas. <laughs> wow, that's an elite company, man. This hey, is, man, uh, that's unbelievable, man. That's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. So, again, man, I hate to go back to it, but despite the loss in the Celebration Bowl, <laughs> this calls for a celebration. Stop. Don't we sound happy? Don't we sound happy? Great, great player, man. A special kid. You know, you talked about that Under Armour All-American game. That game is here in Orlando where I live. So I got a chance to uh, spend some time with the over there with those guys doing the uh, practices and at the game, man. Talked to Travis several times throughout the week, man. And that kid is just special, man. He'd be a star even if he didn't play football. He just has that aura that all the other kids man you can see it they're attracted to him man he stands out we're talking about the top players in the entire country so all stars in their own right a lot of five stars and a few four stars but he was the star among stars it was noticeable it was evident i feel Mm. like that even if i didn't know what he looked like or if i didn't know what position he played i think that had i just been there observing everything i still would have been able to just point him out be like hey that kid right there that must be travis hunter 
So he just has that aura, and I can see other kids wanting to play with him, especially the underclassmen, because that's a guy, nationally, those kids look up to him, especially in those classes below him. He's a guy that when they're at camps together, they stop what they're doing to watch him. They go up to him to ask questions. They look up to him like he's that, you know, that big brother, that that mentor, even though he's only a year or two ahead of them. So I can see kids wanting to play for him. We've already seen a, a four-star tweet at him and say, hey, what's up, Travis? Hey, what's up, Deion Sanders? And this is a four-star. So it's already happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a seven-on-seven guy, man. Like, like I said, I, I was very, very aware of versing him before Jack Taylor came on the scene, man. That's why it's not hyperbole when I say he's LeBron James and Cleese. Like, he's a social media darling. He has over a million followers just on Twitter alone. Wow. Uh, and, and he's a he, – his, his, his claim to fame, seriously, was on seven-on-seven. He's a seven-on-seven guy. And, like, all these other high school players and kids, they look up to him. Seriously. Hmm. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Well, yeah, man. Uh, we'll, and we'll talk about, obviously, Travis a lot more, a lot more. Uh, and, you know, can't wait for this signing day. We'll do some recap uh, shows on the recruiting as well. So definitely stay tuned to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. But, again, there's a lot to celebrate here at Jack State University. And not just football. I know a lot of this is football-centric. But, man, if you look at January, you know what that means. That means swag basketball <laughs> That means swag basketball season. And we have two teams that if combined last season lost one game in the swag <laughs> in the regular season. Both won the regular season uh, championship. The, the ladies, the women obviously went on and won the, the, uh, the swag tournament. Guys came up short in overtime. But those teams are both hungry. Those are both two of the favorites on their uh, perspective size to repeat. So swag basketball is starting up. So that calls for celebration. And then baseball as well. You know, another team that went undefeated in SWAC play came up short again in the championship game. That's so, still a so tough let, one so, to swallow. So let me get this straight. So you're telling me football, baseball, and both basketball programs all combined for two losses in the SWAC? Yep. Yep. No, no, no. They combined for one loss in the no, regular no, season. I say, now, I'm just saying in all of postseason, too. Okay, so Yes. Yep, 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 yep. That's right. Holy and you know, smoke. No, I'm saying that because I, I know we lost to <laughs> yeah, Southern right, in, the baseball, in the baseball tournament. I know we uh-huh. lost to Texas Southern in the, in the SWAC basketball tournament. The men did. The women lost maybe what, one? They lost one game. Yeah, lost Alabama, 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 okay, Alabama so three State. losses. So, so, so three losses. Wow, man. Three losses, Ken. Shout out really? to A.D. Robinson, man. The women That's lost shout one out in to the all the coaches season. and A.D. Robinson. What a, what a, what a phenomenal – man, oh I, it just dawned on me. What a reason That's to crazy. celebrate. That's unbelievable. That's right. Ken, let me, let me, go ahead. Ken, let me correct it, though. Three losses, though. The ladies losses, lost one bad. in the regular season. Okay. The men lost in the SWAC championship game, and then the baseball team won – lost the title game. So three total. So what you were saying was, from a regular season standpoint, we only lost two two SWAT games across four programs. Jeez. That's unbelievable, man. And Jeez. if you look at SWAT play, only, are you talking about football as the fourth program? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's take it a step further. You said two regular season losses, one SWAT regular season loss across four programs. That's, that's right. Wait, that's, wait a minute. In volleyball, they went undefeated. Not this year, but the previous, the previous year. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Now, man. I'm just 
I see. But hold on, but hold on. But just just suppose that if you mention volleyball, volleyball only lost one game in a regular season this year. That was the FAMU. So they lost them again. They lost, bro. They lost them in the regular season. They were undefeated. They they won the rest of the game and they lost in the championship game. Wow. No, shout out to all the coaches, man. I mean, and that's, volleyball. Man, that's, that's that's unbelievable, man. We we doing some special thing. Corey, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just no, think man, when you were saying it. Off. That need to be when you were oh saying it, it dawned on me. Like we went nine and zero in the SWAC this football season. The men went, I think, eighteen and and um, where we where we go? We we didn't lose a whole. We didn't lose no games in 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 the SWAC. We didn't lose. Till we got to the tournament. I think. Yeah, the season was yeah. cut short. There were a lot of games yeah, canceled because short. of COVID, but I think it was what twelve and zero or something like that. Wow. It wasn't a full thirteen and zero. Thirteen okay. and zero. Still, yeah, undefe- undefeated is undefeated. Undefeated is undefeated. Which we had a chance to win that game. I think if we didn't we didn't lose that game in the end, we go on to win the SWAC tournament. But that's neither here nor there. But I hey, go carry on, man. I, I think we. This I'm is done, man. What, what what else is there to say, man? If you I, I, I I I do want to add this, I mean, because I do want to add this, man. Anybody who can hear the sound of my voice, man, if you get a chance, man, treat yourself. Go and watch the Jackson State women's basketball team, man. Amisha and the men's. Oh, oh my God, Amisha, though, man. She it's like, man, she got to be averaging like twenty fifteen. Yeah, like she. she is, I think. I think. Is, and so we can't. You know, obviously we want them to go watch the women, but the men as well, because we're gonna talk about after the double double. We can't forget about J Mac. And he's improved offensively. As he well. has. He has. Absolutely so, has. Um yeah. I think I think we're gonna play some really good ball and swag play. Uh tough out of conference uh start of the season, but a lot of those games we were in. We beat a um a, a group of five um program. Um, but I mean, listen, man, I think when you go in the swag play. At the end of the day, the objective is to win your conference, and we got we got a lot of champions that we that we highlighted in a, in a short period of time, and, and we got a lot of reasons to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Kind of use that as a spinoff from the team, but uh, I think the ultimate takeaway from this whole uh, conversation, fellas, is that despite um, the amount of success that we had, we rolled the top of we were, we were Shaq bully all season, right? And um, you have to ask yourself, like, if you win everything, you know, are you going to come back as hungry? I think we kind of um, – the outcome of, of the final football game was as a result of, like Coach Prime said, we kind of overlooked our opponent. We're smelling ourselves a little bit. And we got a little humble pie. But I think that was a good dose of humble pie. It was just what the doctor ordered. And I think that when you, when you regroup, you're going to come back even better because now you're coming back as a winner. I think the uncertainty that we opened the 2021 season with was uh, it was hopeful, but there was a lot of uncertainty. Now we come back a lot more sure and certain, and now we're going to come back as winners and champions, and we're going to learn how to dominate. There's a difference between winning and dominating, and that's what Coach Prime has told us. And I think um, I think having him on the, on the campus and having the program, the football program doing what it's doing has – uh, uh, been affections to all of the programs. Not saying that the football program is why, because we know Coach Reed has been dominating and Coach uh, Flo and Coach uh, Omar, they've had some really good programs. But I think when you raise the room up, everybody's winning, man. We got winners. And, and we, that's that's the reason why we celebrate uh, at 1400 Yard Lynch, man. Again, yeah. when you talk about winning and dominating and celebrating, I have something else that's going to help us win and dominate more. And another reason to celebrate that's the facilities upgrades that we are oh, working yes. on right now and almost yeah. I'm excited. Let's talk I about this wait, Walter man. Payton Center. 
I can't wait to see the um, – I'm just excited to see Coach Prime do something that we know he's done a great job of doing. He's a master marketer. Uh, he's he's gave he's given us unbelievable content and unbelievable access to the program, man. I, I just can't I can't wait to see what they're gonna do to to show to show off uh, what we've done. Uh, you do it for the for the sole purpose of um, giving our athlete. He said leveling the playing field, and and all we've ever known is that if we ever get the um, our facilities right, man, we we you know nobody can touch us. Because Zoe said something uh, to me not too long ago. Jackson State is one of one. We're the only school that can do what we do, and we'll let everybody else figure out what that is, but we know what it is. And once you get the facilities up to par with a Jackson State, we're going to be unstoppable. You know, so I'm so excited, man, for that uh, that phase of our upgrades with our facilities upgrades at the university. I cannot wait to see the renderings and actually physically be able to go see it, man. So I can't wait. I I got a picture, you know, I, it was just a little bit of just a little, just a little tidbit to kind of make you even more excited and enticed to see more. I can't wait until it come out. I think when it break, when it hit the waves, it's gonna go viral amongst our uh, HBCU world, man. And, 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 so, and so I know you've been hearing about it and you know seeing mm-hmm. pictures as well. You think it's gonna be one of the top facilities in the FCS? Game changer. Will it be FBS worthy? Not FCS. FBS worthy. And, and, and let me add to that. Before Coach Prime got hired, before all the things you see have transpired, we have our one AD that made a bold statement and said, oh, Jackson State, that sleeping giant is, is woken up now. Mm-hmm. And, and guess what? He It's shown his face that we've woken up. And we haven't even scratched the surface of what's yet to come. Mm-hmm. We early. Everything is early. And when these two upgrades get done, let me just tell you, yes, sir, we will be the end. We are the epicenter of all things HBCU, and rising tide lifts all boats with the rising tide. Jackson State is the change will culminate the very essence for the change of everything to come in HBCU world. Like it or lump it. D, I love, baby. <laughs> it is what it is, man. It is Water what is it wet. Is. Water's <laughs> wet. It is what it is, man. No doubt, no doubt. Absolutely, man. Way to put a bow on it. Well, if any listener uh, was down about the game, if you weren't over it, you uh, you better be over it now because we we'll give you enough reasons <laughs> to did. celebrate. He As did. I said, this calls for a celebration. 2022 will be a year-long celebration with Jack State <laughs> Athletics. Fellas, hey, man, hey, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to a great year of podcasting. Thank you for all that you do. We had an amazing 2021. If you look at our numbers, it's posted on our social media, but just looking at the analytics, our followers increased by 315% from 2020. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Our hours, the number of hours that we recorded increased by 72%, man. So we did a lot of recording, man. <laughs> did a lot of recording. Been put some work in, man. <laughs> and our listeners increased by 60% from 2020. So great job. Thank you. Thank you. We owe it all to Ken Clark, Zoe, Mike B, (laughs) PJ, Vic, and of course the big Aristotle. Big Aristotle, baby. Yeah, man. (laughs) Man, we we got some old hot content for this year, man. We got it. What the the motto for for 2022 is let's dominate, man. Let's kick it to that next level, man. So I'm excited for what's to come, brother. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Well, I will be back on the horn pretty soon. Yes, sir. All right. 
And that'll do it for episode 217 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag the I love. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.